Absolute Radio is where you can hear Prince, Mumford and Sons, and I will wait, I will wait for you, and the Killers. Can you read my Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Absolute Radio Podcast with Windows Live Messenger 2011. Update Facebook, share photos in real time and HD video chat. Keep your amazingly super talented friends closer with Windows Live Messenger 2011. We're on the air now. You oh. don't need you don't need headphones unless we uh, unless you want, and we might take a couple of callers. Right. You'd need a headphone then. I just like to know what people are saying to you that uh, is no, un- unbeknownst to me. It's literally it's just me and Eloise, and she never speaks to me because I, I get angry if she talks to me in my ears. I okay. don't think we have that technology to do that either. No, but we, right, have, we, we might have some callers. Oh right, well, okay. You've gone long enough without introducing <laughs> me, so <laughs> it's what well, Roland Riveron is in, in, in the Hello. studio. I've been bigging you up. All week. Well, I just heard on my way yeah. in. I heard um, a little excerpt from the guitarists. I've literally um, I've just finished your book twenty minutes ago, and I've been reading it furiously. And it said that sketch was mentioned: the the trial of Ralph McTell. Ralph McTell. Did you write book. that? Yeah, it's genius. Simon and I. It's actual genius. And we got Mark Knopfler. Uh, uh, Lemmy's in it. Lemmy's in Gary it. Moore. Gary Moore. Gary uh, Moore. Dave Gilmore. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, they're I'd all ne- there. I'd never seen it, and it's actually it's actually genius. When they it, can't they can't play the the songs because the fingers aren't printed in the book. Yeah, because Ralph McTell published <laughs> a "Learn to Play Yourself" guitar, and he didn't use the little pictures. So all of those rock and roll stars are just hampered. How did you get all those people to be in the sketch? Um, put a call out. Basically, what happened was. Um, the powers that be, which was probably um, John Plowman mm. at the time, or Joan Plowright, as I used to call him. Very, very amusing. He yes. has a man friend. Yes. Um, I he probably put the call out and said, "Look, if we phone, if we get, in, if we phone about six or eight musos, yeah, 
and we get two, we've got a result. You've got a good sketch. They phoned six or eight, and six or eight turned up. Brilliant. And it was, and it became, it was destined, it, initially it was going to be, because it's the French and Saunders show, and this was Raw Sex's moment yeah. in the show. It's and a it's long like, sketch for Raw Sex. I know, sex. And, and Dawn and Jenny said, look, we'll give them three minutes. Yeah. And it went on for about seven minutes, yeah. because they, they couldn't turn any of the guitarists away. The French and Saunders are in it, but... Not really. I know, begrudgingly they're in it. Begrudgingly (laughs) they're in it. But they had to be in it because it's their show. Yeah. And, yeah, and so all these guys, we honestly didn't think all of these guitarists would turn up. But they all said, yeah, we'll do it. In fact, Mark Knopfler had, had flown from America down to Italy to pick up a sports car he'd bought. What? No, no, he was flying from America to London. Here comes our drink. This is the story. N- Mark said, Mark, Mr. <laughs> Knopfler said, yeah, I can do it. I'm going to be in London for about four hours. And we said, oh, why is that? He said, well, I'm flying from America to London and then I'm flying down to Italy to pick up a Fantastic. sports car to drive back to London. And he did that while he was waiting for his plane. How cool is that? <laughs> And oh no, this other, I've got to tell you this. Yeah, I don't know if it was in the book, but we'll get on to the book in a minute. Oh, there's but, a book. We're, we're but Lemmy of, of Motorhead fame <laughs> came on, and he played, and he was glorious. And uh, um, up until the point where he said, um, "Is there any chance I can be paid in cash?" <laughs> now this <laughs> this is a, a BBC Two light entertainment yeah. program, you know. And it's like, oh, Lemmy, I don't know if we can do that. And he said, "Well, I'll need some Jack Daniels in the in the dressing room and towels and women." And they went, "Well, we'll see what we can do." So they got most of that, and eventually they said, Lemmy, the best we can do, mate, we can give you a cheque on the day. (laughs) So they gave him a cheque, and this is back in the day, this is like 15, 20 years ago. So they gave him a cheque for 700 quid or something like that. And they said, there you go, that's the best we can do. You know, we're going to send everyone else the money in about a year. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That's how it works. And Lemmy said, oh, well, all right, okay, All right, the next thing we know, we've all finished the show. The show's gone well, there's an audience. We do sketches live in front of an audience for French and Saunders. We're up in the BBC bar, and there's Lemmy trying to cash (laughs) the cheque. I've signed it on the back. Surely you can cash this over the bar. At the bar! Fantastic! (laughs) I'd never heard Mark Knopfler speak. It dawned on me this evening. He's got no. a squeaky voice, isn't he? Has he has got a bit of a squeaky voice. But do you know when he sings, it's slightly lower, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. People do that. Is there any chance of a glass with this? Oh, for... I mean, rats, you know, they're incontinent. <laughs> and uh, these are stored in cellars, these drinks. <laughs> I didn't realise you'd be all starry. What do you mean, so, starry? Well, I just know about... Hey? You just know about rats and their bums. Yeah, and, that, and there's lots of spillage when you've got dry lips, if you're trying to... I, there, is, there is the book, What the F Did I Do Last Night? Yes. With a look, be- you see, look, look, I carry it about in a plain envelope. <laughs> it's a lovely picture of you with no trousers on. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a brilliant read. I literally, I've read it in the last two days, and I thoroughly... It only took that long? It, well, well... I'm, I'm opening my own pack. I have my own book. Look, Why don't you We've got two copies here already. Oh, no. Yeah, well, now we've got three copies here already. OK. I need to talk you through some of the um, oh. inaccuracies. Oh, are there in- now, first of all, did you write this yourself or did you have yeah. a ghostwriter? Well, no, I had... They, uh, they... Oh, here we go. Go on, yes. No, can I just say, because he's got a thank you at the beginning, James Rampton, yeah. who writes for The Guardian, I think, oh, is it? I'm not he's sure. A, he's a, a very pucker writer. It might be The Independent. Yeah. I might have upset him. I don't know. Anyway, they, they assigned me 
James, and uh, we just sort of hung out, and he said, and I started writing stuff. Yeah. We tried doing that thing at the Grand Show Club. We were upstairs in the little tiny room, and where he'd have the, 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 the laptop, and I'd sort of strut, walk up and down, slowly getting more yeah. and more inebriated, and he'd type down everything I said, and then he'd go away and write it, and when he came back, it was just not really, didn't really yeah. work. And so what we did then, I said, look, I'll write it all, and you just put some words in that I don't know. <laughs> you make it tidy and put posh words in. Yeah, and and he, you know, and he, he sort of said we need a bit more there, yeah. and this is a bit vague and all that. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. But that it's a hundred thousand words. I did type every single word. Yeah. Can I just say that? Okay, a hundred thousand words. You had your little word count oh, going. Yeah, and w- was I looking forward to the time <laughs> it said, you know, it started flashing red, saying, you know, book is finished. Yeah. Or, uh, you say some bits were a bit vague. How the hell do you remember any of it? Because you're pissed throughout the whole time. Yeah, for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But I was a really good drunk. (laughs) And I didn't remember that much. So, originally, if I can bore you with this, originally, when Macmillan approached me, they said, we'd love you to write a book about your life because you've you've brushed shoulders with everyone and, and done pretty much everything. And I said, I'd love to do it. I said, but I can't remember. In the classic Mick Jagger thing, I, you know, he's not going to write a book because he can't remember. Mm. I couldn't remember the ins and outs. So I said, what I'll do is, I hitched, hitched hatched a plan. I said, what I'll do is I'll invite um, a selection of all the people I've worked with over the last 30 years yeah. in show business... I'll invite them out for lunch, and we're mm. going to have a drinky lunch, and I'll have a little tiny sort of digital recording machine, yeah. and we'll record every single lunch. And I did that, and I recorded about 35 lunches <laughs> with people going way back, going back 20 your years. Class, Mr. Thank you. Going back 20, 25 years. Yeah. So I went, we went, I phoned these people <laughs> and said, would you come for lunch with me? Um, you know, I'd like to pick your brains. In fact, basically, what I was trying to do was say, look, can we go to lunch? Let's have a drink. We'll loosen up a bit, and then you can tell me what an utter nightmare I was. <laughs> I was hoping for that. I mean, I went round to Jennifer's place, mm. and Dawn was there when, uh, with the little chat I had with them, and I was hoping that they'd open up. They didn't really open up. They were being very, very polite. Oh, I mean, really? Well, yeah, they were. They said there was one moment when and Jennifer was going to punch me full in the face. That was know. when you were, you were dicking around on stage for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, or... yeah, uh, yeah, just, just milking the audience. Because yeah. when Dawn and Jenny did the big um, tour around the country, uh, Raw Sex opened, and we did 25 minutes. And within about three weeks, it was 38 minutes, <laughs> then it was 40, and Jennifer was going, Get on with it! <laughs> You know, but we were going down well. And what do you do? I used to you love... know, if you're getting laughs, do you stop? Of course not. You carry on. Of course you do. I used to love raw sex. I used to think raw sex was the funniest, the funniest thing. Ken Bishop and his stepson Dwayne. <laughs> it was just so seedy and dirty and yeah. horrible. One man partially deaf, the other one incredibly inebriated. It's Simon, isn't it? Simon Brint. Simon Brint. What's? Where is he now? Is he still around? Where is he now? He's very still around. Um, he's decamped. He, he spent a long time uh, the bulk. Of his adult life in the Balls Pond Road in oh, Dalston. Okay. Oh, lovely! Yeah, very yeah. nice. Which, unfortunately for him, I think it was this is this is for the mistake. I mean, this is a man, a prolific um, sort of writer of music for television mm. and film. He did all of Monica the Glen and all did Lenny's really? stuff. Yeah, and he did all Ab Fab yeah. and everything. You know, so and he did all the music for French and Saunders. Well, as yes, we he know, did, he did like the, that brilliant Abba pastiche yes, and all those. Yeah, that we were in, and and I played drums on. Mm. And but Simon and I were we were like a, a musical combo for. 
people that are just breaking into TV. So right. Dawn and Jenny used us. We did all the music for the comic strip. Yeah. Um, on Bad News, in, 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 in the comic strip's Bad News yeah. thing, um, I played all the drums for Pete Did Richardson. You really? Yeah. Oh, well, you've gone up in my estimation. Well, I, there I you loved go. Bad News. Well, there you see, bish bosh bash. <laughs> um, so Simon's, Simon spent a lot of time in the Borsum Road. His big mistake, I think, yeah. um, was that he had enough money to build a studio in the house he was living in. Right, yeah, dangerous. Which meant he never went out. Yeah. You know, these big pneumatic tapes would turn up every morning mm. and they say, this is episode 28 of Monica the Glen. And he'd go, all right, thanks, in yeah. his slippers and his dressing gown. And that would be, the, that was be, that was you it. know, that was his brush <coughs> with society outside, you know, on the doorstep taking... So he never really... And he got all reclusive and like that. Got a bit weird, did he? No, he didn't go weird. weird. No, he didn't go weird. But <coughs> he, we didn't see a lot of him. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Well, so you, but you're getting back together for a book tour, are you? Is that, yes. Is that well, happening? This is well, what it says in this bit of paper that I was handed out. Well earlier. done. Well done for, for receiving that bit of paper. Um, you're welcome. What's happened is, quite fortuitously, yeah. Aid Edmondson yeah. um, phoned just before Christmas and said, uh, I fancy getting a band together mm. uh, with Phil, Aid Edmondson, Phil Jupiter's Neil Innes, mm. Me and Simon Brin. I've heard about this. OK, go on. I didn't realise you and Simon Brin. Idiot Bastards. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was, it was Aid wanted to just road test some songs he'd written, some humorous songs, yeah. and also some covers that he was quite passionate about. Fortuitously, um, Phil Jupiter's had half a dozen songs up his sleeves, yeah. you know, and uh, Neil Innes has got 28,000 songs. Neil Innes is nearly, you know, the legend, of course. Yeah. And, and he was getting Simon and I... Simon to play bass, me to play percussion. So he was sort of getting raw sex yeah. in the band. Wow. To, and so we did a bunch of gigs before Christmas, mm. and it sort of transpired that, you know, in the course of the evening of the gigs we were doing, which were... were the entrance to these gigs cost £5 because mm. they were advertised. We'd, we've never rehearsed. All we've ever done is perform. So every single gig we did was rehearsal one, then rehearsal you lot two. Are so lazy. Then rehearsal. Yes, it, I it, love it. but you know it was. And Aid said, "Look, if we charge a fiver, no one's going to complain." Yeah, you know. And fair enough. I mean, we didn't make any money. We just about paid for the sound man and the hire of the. And did people the enjoy it? Arms. They, they sit and going, "What the hell is this nonsense?" Or did no? Did everyone knew it? exactly what was going right, on good. because, frighteningly, and I say this sort of you know almost embarrassingly, frighteningly, we all knew what we were doing. Mm. And it all made sense. And you know, I didn't realise that you are a proper... You're a proper drummer. Do you still play the drums I don't regularly? still play the drums, but I started life... I was a, I'm a professional jazz musician, yeah. Yeah, you were on Blue Peter. In... I was on Blue Peter when I was 14, nay, 15. There you go, you see. Yeah, and then, and then I, I mean, I toured with Jules, with the big know, band, for two years. See, I didn't know any of this, and I think a lot of younger people uh, listening will, will possibly look on you, and I don't mean this in any way offensively, in the way that I used to look at Kenny Lynch when I was a kid. And I'd always say to my mum... Kenny Lynch, why is he famous? And my mum would go... Why is he mixed race? <laughs> She'd go, I don't know why he's famous. And I think people now see you mm. as like, come dine with me, which I did, and I absolutely hated. Oh, uh, I saw that, yeah. It was, oh, it was horrible. Let me uh, <laughs> Terrible man. Um, and, and you're doing all these reality shows, and they kind of don't know that you did, you know... That I'd forgotten about Dr. Scrope, for example. Oh, yes. I'd Set completely forgotten about, about him. The Scrope Brothers. That was terrible. I remember watching that. And it was just terrifyingly... I sad. Watched it, I, no, it wasn't sad, it was brilliant. I watched no. it on YouTube yesterday. 
And it was wonderful. And all that stuff you did with Jonathan but, Ross. But, but, but talking about the set of six and the, and the Scrope Brothers, mm. when... Because um, I was working on The Last Resort with Jonathan Ross and um, Steve Naive was in was, was the muso yeah. keyboard player in the band, who, who, you know, for Costello's yeah, attractions. Um, Steve, I, I got pally with Steve... And I naturally, it's like, who do you turn to? I said, Steve, I've got this show. Do you want to do the music for it? And he said, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. And he had to look at some of the tapes. And he said, I can't do the music for this. This show's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) And it was. And do you know what? Without me realising, it was called Set of Six. And you abbreviate that to... SOS. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the bit I saw on YouTube yesterday was uh, was the the farmer just farmer walking, around, walking around drunk in his dressing gown, going, yeah. "Got a combine harvester." No, it's not in there. It's not in there. It's, it's, it is hundred quite... acre farm that was commuted to forty eight acre farm. You put some headphones on. We've yeah. got we've got a caller you might like. This is uh, Andre from Basildon. Hello, Andre. Hello, Andre. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? Yes. This, yes. this young man didn't introduce himself, so I introduced myself. Yes. Andre listening to Glorious FM on stereo. Uh-huh. D-A-B. Yeah. And uh, would you like a front man? Singer. Would you like a front man? Are you assuming I've got a back man? <laughs> uh, well, I don't care about that. I was wondering <laughs> if you want a front man. That's your business. Do you know, my friend, I'm fully fronted <laughs> up. Are you sure? I think so, yeah. Well, you can play all the tunes from the mid-60s to the uh, 80s and 90s punk new wave and indie. Uh, I don't well, understand that question either. Don't worry. No, it's okay. Jury, blah blah. He, he, he's talking with a lot of slashes in between each word. <laughs> oh, he can talk a good band, but I bet he can't play it. Oh, mate, get down to Wilmington next Tuesday. We're all there. Me, Aid, not Phil, because he's he's spammerlotting at the minute. Oh, of course he is. Uh, uh, Ian. Yes, yes, Andre. You in, know when we go and, to Andre, Paris? Andre, can I ask you a question? Does this next statement in any way have anything to do with our guest? Uh, no, it then we'll say good night. No, Thank you very much. Right. Uh, I'm going to play um, uh, some adverts in a song. Are you right to stick around for another ten minutes? Is that? I am. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was be... here till four in the morning. Oh, you've been you've been misled there. Sorry about that. This the word. is <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show, weekday morning. Oh, hearing very interesting. Roland Riveron is here, uh, uh, by the way. Dear he's got his book, What the F Did I Do Last Night? Uh, and you, you just mentioned Cliff Richard. Now, Cliff pops up in your book as well. He does, a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, one time, um, I used to do a show from this very building with Paul Coit called the Virgin Drive Time Show, which yeah. I think, um, because of, hence, you know, by virtue of its name, yeah. was when people were driving. Was, yeah, driving so it was, was driving. sort of five till seven in the yeah. evening. Quite a primetime show in those days. And, and I these don't days know, still, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big gig. Does it still curry favour? It's the second biggest gig. Ah, yeah, yeah. we didn't realise that. We, t- we took over from little Nicky Horn, and we billed ourselves as two fat men, and they said, don't muck about with it. Nick, you know, <laughs> Nicky's got his name, and you don't mess Where with it. Where is Nicky Horn these days, I wonder? I think he's on Classic. Okay. God bless him for that. You know, he's still with us. Yeah, good, he was good. close friends of Princess Diana, but she died, so obviously, you know, the phone calls dried up. <laughs> so Cliff Richard... Moving on. Um... Yeah, so we we said, oh, we've got Cliff. He's promoting Heathcliff or something like that. <coughs> yeah. He was doing, uh, but he can't come into the studio live Monday to Friday. But he's available Sunday morning. The most religious man in showbiz is apparently <laughs> available. Not bothering to go to church Sunday day. morning. Yeah. Maybe it's between services. I don't know. Anyway, so he says I can get in there for ten thirty, and we go right. So 
Paul Coit, who ran, ran the desk and was the sort of, hi, DJ sort yeah. of voice and, and knew, and I just sat by a microphone, I said, right, Paul, you've got to get back in, mate, on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, because Cliff's coming in. And he said, yeah, all right, I'll be there, I'll be there. And I don't know what it was, but he was the man that could switch the machines on yeah. to start the recording. That's, that's Eloise. Oh, no, right. That's Eloise, she does all the so buttons. So I turn up. At ten past ten, I'm there. I'm sitting for ten minutes thinking, oh, everyone else will be here in a minute. Mm. Then ding-dong, up the lift, because we were on the first floor overlooking yep. the, uh, the, the Golden Square. Ding-dong, the lift's open. I'm about to say, Paul, hello. And it's not. It's Paul Cliff. Hi. <laughs> ah, come in. Yeah, we're just waiting for <coughs> Paul. It's, uh, it's ten past ten. He said he would be at ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, but just come in and sit down and maybe, you know, work out which seat you want to sit in. Um, that was about quarter past ten we sat down. I chatted, small talk, with Cliff Richard for an hour and Jeez. 13 minutes. What can you say well, to Cliff? Oh, I, I said Shadows, everything. God and tennis, that's uh, No, it. no, I went way back. He was the first man to buy a pink um, Lambretta. <laughs> You know, I think the die was cast way back. And, you know, I'd read so much stuff about him. And then I just methodically went, right, in my mind, page one. Yeah. You were the first one to have a Dan Dare record player, weren't you? Yes, I was. Tell us about it. And then tell us about the Lambretta. (laughs) And he was going, oh, yeah, sure, fine, yeah. Uh, Shouldn't we be doing this on air? Yeah, we should, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we I should. I don't know how to work the machines. <laughs> I don't know where the on button is. Um, so, honestly, I sat with him. But then I met up with him again when I was doing uh, Good Stuff, where I used to la- range around in yeah. a, a stretch limo. It was London with weekends. With Davina McCall. With Davina McCall. The sexiest McCall. woman in the world. Yes. Oh. Her. Have you read the thing about the tattoos? You saw her in her pants. Oh, God. That's well, not the, fair. I saw her in her nearly pants. Ooh. You know when they're not pants? Yes, yes. It's that little image is gap stay with between me. being naked and yeah. having pants. Pants. You've got nearly pants. Yes. She had them on. So I'm in the back with Cliff, and I picked him up from this hotel. For some reason, it was in Manchester, and he was doing Heathcliff again. Yeah. And he was all dressed up. He was, he's got this phobia about getting into the costume in the theatre where he's performing. Really? So he would get all togged up yeah. in, his, in the hotel, and he'd got it down to a fine art. The journey in this cab would take four minutes yeah. from the hotel to the theatre, and he'd walk in. And go straight and on he'd, stage. He'd, yeah, he'd count to ten, and then, bosh! Heathcliff! And he'd be off. And that'd be fine. And we said, Cliff, can we do much the same thing? You get into your togs. You get all, you know, brassed up. Um, But we'll drive you in the limo and we'll have a little chat. And he said, oh, yeah, fine, OK. Of course, we're in a stretch limo that can't do a lot of the back doubles that his little, you know, Merc exec car could do. So we're driving along, we're having a chat, he's realising we're not going the designated route yeah. to the hotel, uh, to the theatre, and he's looking at his watch, he's going, I'm on in five. I said, so what are you talking about? Yeah, what do you want to know? And I'm saying, oh, and I'm talking to Steve, the guy driving the limo, he's ex-SAS, he's sort of, you know, he's got a weird sort of twitch, he's not good. <laughs> he's saying, I can't get round this corner! <laughs> And I'm going, Cliff, mate, we're miles away from where you want to be. We we can't do this right. We're going to have to reverse. He's going, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's OK. I'll get out. And he got out. He gets out and walks. He get out, dressed oh. as Heathcliff. And, he, you know, when you do speed walking, yeah. you look funnier than when you're running. 
He's sped walk to his theatre. <laughs> sped walk to his own gig. <laughs> but he got there, bless him, on time. Might have been a bit sweaty. Would you like to say, can we have another call? Yeah. I have no idea who this is. This is a, a random number, so let's just um, see who we've got. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello. hello. Who's this? It's, uh, it's my name's Jim. Jim, hello. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Staffordshire. Staffordshire. OK, what sort of a phone are you using tonight? <laughs> I am using the handheld one. That's good. OK. It's, uh, it's, uh, I was just, uh, yes, wondering, what's your favourite TV puppet? Favourite TV puppet? Yeah. Whoa. Um, not, not a Muppet, but a puppet. Yeah, but funny you should say Muppet, because that's sort of, you know, that's <laughs> led me into a whole sort of option there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Fozzie Bear, is it, in the Muppets? Oh, yeah, I saw oh, like no, Fozzie no, Bear. No, yeah. no, 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 sir, you misunderstand me. Of course I, I do. Muppet. But not, not Muppet, but, 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 but puppet. But, but he is still a puppet, though. I didn't know, just but no. All right, give me I some examples. What uh, what you I, consider to be a puppet? A puppet is a something that just has a hand up its rear. All right. Rather, uh, a muppet is uh, also something that controls its hand. Also. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So, so a sort of a basic, a basic sort of. Okay. A handheld puppet. Like a, a sooty a, and sweep, you're, you're saying? Oh, yes, that's a good example. Oh, a, a, yes. a advanced sock puppet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what was the what was the the one that was actually a sock that Cherry Lamb or somebody else... Oh, that was... La- the, um, lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. What's yeah. your favourite puppet, before I cut you off for being a bit weird? Uh, it's the dog from CITV back in the late 90s. Do you, do you know what that is? You're, you're the age that might get that. To describe it, was it sock-based? No, no, it was dog-based. All right. Did it speak, or or, or was, it, it, was it, there always it, a whisper it, it, into its owner's ear? No, no, it was a speaker. No. It wasn't a whisperer. All right. Well, th- th- thanks for calling. OK, bye-bye, I love but, you. There we go. Yeah. Sorry about that, Ron. I was hoping we'd get... Um, what what times sort of lockdown with those people? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, very quickly before before we let you go, uh, you, your son has made me a, uh, a very heavy Chelsea bun. It's a Chelsea bun. He's made a Chelsea bun. He's on half term, and you know what? When it gets to about Wednesday, they have, they start to get a bit stuffed for things to do. My wife's a professional chef. She has now got him into cooking, and this was his first attempt. I mean, have a little crack at it. It is a Chelsea bun. Unfortunately, the thing is, he's an Arsenal supporter, so it's an Arsenal bun. You see what we've done there? We've slightly commuted it. It's based on a constant spry recipe from the 1920s. She, she released a cookery book in the 1920s wow. that ran to 1,200 pages. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. Um, originally, oh, oh, one, of the, the one of the, uh, one of the uh, directions for making the cake yeah. was um, add a scant gill of milk. Do you, do you know, I, I suspect he's put a little bit more than a scant gill in here. Well... What is a scant gill? Exactly. What oh. is a scant gill of milk? What is a scant and what is a gill? <laughs> I mean, we know milk. But anyway, I thought, you know, he baked six of them. I thought I'd bring you one. <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's very, very delicious. It also... Constance also says, yep. please warm the flour. That's now, nice, isn't it? Uh, that's a nice touch, but how do you warm flour? What do you do? Just put it on a on a radiator? Put it in your pants for a bit. Just, just wear it? Yeah. Wear the flour. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what fun, fun and games have you got for your kids tomorrow? Tomorrow? Thursday's Thursday. Day four of the half term. Thursday's, it'll 
be pretty much all morning tattoos, no. all afternoon uh, fatigues. Good, good. I shall no doubt see them tramping through Highgate Wood, as I, uh, the, as I often do. Yes. From time to time. Uh, listen, we, we should probably let you go. There was something else I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah, hmm. the, the picture on the back, what's going on there? That's the most posed picture. Yeah, well, because they asked me to look as, look engaging, look, of, look as if, hey, I'm about to tell you a story. I've got an interesting story to yeah. tell. It's a brilliant book. Oh. It's very, very interesting. And I think Bless you'll, you will uh, Very quickly, come down with me. Did you enjoy it? I did. I was the first one on of five. Yeah. And I, as you know, you've done it very quickly. Mm. Uh, and I did mine first up, and it was like, oh, great, the relief. You can enjoy the rest of but the week. But then, you know, by the time, about the third or fourth in, it was every night. Yeah. And we'd run out of things to say, yeah. and everyone was trying to top each other with very expensive wine, and it all just sort of degenerated no into a stare. Having three-course meals every day. I only had four people on mine, so having a three-course yeah. meal every single night for mm. four or five nights. And you're right, there's, the, the, there's no conversation that you can have... Re- and also, they, they said exactly the same thing to you that they said to me, we'll be finished by midnight every night. Uh, I, the night they came to my house, they didn't get out until half past four in the morning. Well, the night they called the police when I was outside Challenge Annika yeah. Rice, um, we, didn't, we couldn't leave until about half past two. <laughs> I couldn't get out of the lycra suit that she forced me into. <laughs> I've seen that. It was horrible. <laughs> Bloody horrible image. The book is uh, What the F Did I Do Last Night. There is there is a tour going on to promote that. Oh, yes. Raw Sex will be doing... Uh, just very quickly, because the, the people that did the book said, yeah. go to the book festivals and just do half an hour and then do a Q&A. And I said, do half an hour? Are you mad? <laughs> And I said, what can you do? I said, well, people read books. I'm not going to read the book. I said, I'll get the band back. Yeah. And the band can perform for 20 minutes, and then I'll have a bit of a chat. Fantastic. Well, is there a website to promote that? You don't know. No, you? there is. Um, the people at Macmillan that have done this book uh, yeah. have got a... Uh, what do they call those sites where everyone gets in touch with each other? Facebook. Facebook. That's Facebook. <laughs> I'm 87. <laughs> There's, they're, they're setting up a Facebook uh, site that's just purely to do with we, this. Should we just bail out now because it's getting embarrassing? No, but you get on that site and you've, you log into all of the clips log, from Raw Sex. Log, log into. <laughs> yeah, and if you get, if you get a, a seat near the front as opposed to one in the circle, you get a much better view. <laughs> right, right, it's lovely to talk to you and not just walk past you in Muswell Hill High Street. I well, shall um, buy you a cup of tea oh, next well, now time. Now we'll walk and nod. We'll walk and nod indeed. Lovely to see you. Best of luck with the book. What the F did I do last night uh, is out now and uh, keep an eye out for the tour. We'll have some songs after this. This is Absolute Fantastic. What a lovely man, Roland River. He lives just around the corner from me. And I kind of often see him uh, on the 134 bus. I'm not giving away uh, any secrets there, I think, by saying that. Um, and often see his, um, his wife walking through uh, Highgate Woods with the kids. And we always have a little nod and say hello. And um, what a nice chat. The book. What the F did I do last night? We have two copies signed to uh, to give away. We'll give those away a little bit later on. And um... okay, oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, it's Wednesday night. Ian Lee, Absolute Radio. Eloise is around. Um, oh, I've assigned her microphone to a different one. I need to put that back. There we go. You right, Eloise? Hello. What? <laughs> Don't get all muddy just because the guest's the, gone. I didn't have the thing on. Are you all right? Yes, thank you. He's nice, isn't he? Yeah. Co- couldn't get him out of the bloody studio, but apart from that, he was <laughs> he was nice. I liked him. Oh, double three, oh one. Oh, have you got anything for the show tonight? Oh well, I ah, did. I did think. Good. 
Uh, ages ago. I forgot we... the cherries, by the way. I knew that you would, so I, therefore well, I, I think it's a lie. I didn't forget them, but I was being bombarded with uh, tweets saying cherries. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to bring those cherries Only today. because you can't do it. I can totally tie the well, stalk of now a... Well, thing... now you prove that you can't. Tomorrow I'll bring a cherry and I can tie the stalk of a, of a cherry into a knot. I haven't done it for years. So it'll, take, it'll take about five minutes, but I can do it with my tongue. By the, with my tongue. Well, I don't believe you like it. it. Oh, you ladies hot at home thinking, wow, if you can do that with a stalk of a cherry, what can you do with a stalk of meat? Okay, so, well, that, yes, you're right to pull that face. That was inappropriate. So go on, what have you got? What have you got? Because I've got nothing for the show. Uh, so, a couple of weeks ago, we said that we were going to do a tally on what nationality is the best kisser. We never said that. What we you, did, we did. What are you we talking did. about? We did, we did. I wrote it down. I've still got it written down. I wouldn't, I'm sorry, I'm making this joke. Because you had on. eaten... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You would kiss. What? Um, I think maybe you said a French girl. No. I can't I've never kissed now. a French girl. What are you talking... You're, you're thinking of... You're having Tim Shaw flashbacks. I've never... No, I swear. I will find the... I'll find okay. the audio then. Because... The nationalities I've kissed are as follows. Uh, followed. Follows. Hmm? Uh, uh, an Irish. A half Greek. A few English. A Scotch. And maybe a Chinese. <laughs> well, and that's it. Maybe you said the Chinese um, then. I, I, I didn't because I've never, I've never said well, that on air. Well, I can't remember who you said. I, I didn't say it. That's why. You, you did. I will find the audio then. I, d- I didn't say it. That's why. Podcasters. Oh no, I've fallen into my sprite can. Not really. I'm just putting it up to my lips. Podcasters, and... if you can let us know, please. Podca- hey, podcast person, maybe you listened to that show just yesterday, which means they're probably listening to this show in um, June. Yeah. But you definitely said that, and then you were gonna you were gonna get everyone to phone up and, okay. and tell us their their okay. out of ten marks on. Okay, well let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, I didn't say it, but let's do it. You did say it. I didn't. Let's rate the world. Definitely did. Kiss style. I need a jingle. Hang on. Let's rate the world. Kiss style. <laughs> Which nationality is the best kisser in the world? 0330-123-1215 is the phone number. Maybe you're a foreign person yourself and you'd like to nominate yourself as being a really good kisser. 0330-123-1215. That's not bad, is it, the elephant? Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, now the boy is kind of... The boy can talk and he can think. Apparently they can think now at um, 13 months. They can think and understand what you're saying. So no more swears. Can't watch any more violent TV programmes in front of him. Can't really play violent video games if my wife's in the room. Uh, and not allowed to watch Jeremy Kyle again if my wife is downstairs. But it means you have to go... Like, you're reading the book. You go, oh, look, there's um, an elephant. An elephant goes... <laughs> there's a cow. A cow goes, moo. Oh, yeah. hang on, I can do that as well. Hang on, hang on. <clears throat> There's, there's a cow. Cow goes... Oh, have a look. There's a horse. And horse goes... Ah, look. There's a, there's a wolf. And a wolf goes... There's an audience that your daddy's playing in front of. And they go... But then what do you do when you get to animals... You can take those calls if you want. I'll, I'll uh, address the dear listener. What do you do when you get to the animals like a giraffe? What noise, what noise does a giraffe make? Chewing noises. Yeah, I think it's just that. Okay, what noise does um, a fish fish go? Yeah. Um. Uh. What noise? What noise does a rabbit make? Okay, we got me there. Um. 
What noise? I've played this game before. Okay, it's a good game. You're good at this. You're, you'd make an excellent mum um, to my child. What noise does a hippo make? Um, Aha! I reckon it's something like... Record. <laughs> it makes a big wet blow-off noise. Yeah, because they're no in water way. all the time, aren't they? You, you, can't, that, that's, you, you've, you were doing really well up until then. Oh, actually, I've heard them have a fight before. Go on. And it's something like this. Don't, they don't scream like that. It is like a you bellow. Were, you were like a really crap impressionist then. It's like, hmm. And I wonder what um, what uh, Tommy Cooper would sound like if he were stoned at a party. I bet it'll be something like this. But, OK, let's hang on. Hippo noise. Let's see if it's um, on uh, this thing. We've got a new thing in the uh, studio called um, an internet. Oh, a laughing hippopotamus. OK, here we go. Let's have a listen to, uh, to this. Here we go. <clears throat> Still laughing again. Oh, well, that was fun, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember why we were talking about that. Eloise, you can take those phone calls if you so desire. O double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. Tonight, we are going to settle the argument once and for all. God damn it! Which nation is the best kissers? Are the best kissers? I don't think it's the French. I don't think I've snogged any other... Um, I've been quite um, timid in... Um, did I snog an Australian or did I just dream that? I think I maybe I maybe I dreamt that. I've never... Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. And also, let's, let's uh, count up a tally of who has snogged the most nationalities. I'll go first. Uh, Chinese, uh, an Irish, a Scotch. I think there was a Scotch. Um, and some English. So it's four nationalities I've got. Can anyone... Beat four. And this is for girls to call in as well as guys. I don't want this to get into a guy's kind of leaning on the bar bragging stories. Uh, you know, you girls can phone up and you can have a little brag as well if you want. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the phone number. We'll have some of your calls after this. Hey, what's this guy listening to? It sounds like Absolute Radio. Can you hear it? Absolute Radio. Rock and roll football. Hi, this is Russ Willing. Can I say screw you, Kane Harrison? Can I say that? I'm saying it. I'm saying screw you, Kane Harrison. I have said that I can tie the stalk of a cherry in my mouth with my tongue. I can do that. On the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee Show, Kane Harrison has written, tying a cherry stalk with your tongue, that old trick, eh? Eloise, when he does it, Check his mouth for a pre-tied stalk and keep an eye on him so he can't slip one into his mouth as a substitute. I've written a very strong-worded reply uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, If you want to see it, then you should go to the Facebook page. I will not repeat that language on the air. Ian? Yes? Did you see the message a few below it? Saying, Ian, you did suggest having a show about the best kissing nationality. It was the episode where you talked about the Japanese woman translating and bonsai trees. Um, I can't see that. It's uh, below Ray. Below Ray. Keith Hogan. Uh, No, but the one below Ray Murray is Mark Blakemore. Oh, it's in between those two. So could you just refresh your page, make sure we're on the same... Oh, did you delete it? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you gonna gonna say sorry? No, I'm not gonna say sorry because who who was that loser? Who's you've got onto Twitter and said, "Oh, hello, everyone on Twitter. Can you back me up that Ian said this?" No, not say back me up. Can you? I said, "Can you tell me if if he did?" Bullshine, utter utter bullshine. No, you're making me look like a fool. You're making you look like a fool by just you you got a topic that you we all know isn't strong enough to carry a show. Sorry, you haven't got one. That is. Correct. You've got me <laughs> on a technicality there. I haven't. But oh, um, so guests. Wendy James coming on tomorrow. Yep. I think the Axe Cop kids, kids. One of them's twenty nine, thirty now. Uh, you know, remember that comic that's written by a five year old. Yes. And is drawn by his twenty nine year old brother. They've put it all into a book. They've sent me the book, and I must email them. That hopefully they're going to come on the show next week and. Uh, um, cool. Chat about the axe cop, but Wendy James is coming on tomorrow, which I'm excited about. I'm nervous about because I had such um, a long uh, crush on her when I was about sort of 15, 16, 17. I think I even did. She was she was hot mm. when we saw them in concert. There's one bit where she takes off like a top and she's like in this little bra. Wow, sexy! And I swear to God, I still think about that sometimes when I'm lonely and cold. Um, so she's coming in. So I'm, I'm excited, but I'm nervous as well because yeah. it's, I always find it. And I will say this. Um, how can I phrase this delicately? I always find it difficult interviewing women that I have thought about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you did it with um, that girl from uh, Republica. Yeah, I did, but I felt very uncomfortable. And then what I did was during the interview, I kind of said, or oh, by the way... Yeah, you did say that. I remember editing. I, I, used, to, I used to think... <laughs> Get that in. I used to think about you. And I thought, as, soon as, I, as, as I was saying, I was thinking, don't finish this sentence, stop this, you don't need to tell her what you... Oh, my God, you told her! <sighs> and you could see her face sort of, like, she was looking polite and going, thanks, I, thank you, I'm glad you told me that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, no double three. One, two, three, twelve is the phone number. Let's go to... Oh, look, here we go. Look, here's, here's someone who wants to suck up to Eloise. Yes, Deck, what do you want? I'm a podcast caller. Right. Oh, hello, podcast person. Nice to have you on board. We always we always literally salute you, and I'm saluting away. And it's like time travelling. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I'm suddenly in the future. Exactly. You, you've, you've jumped from the past into the future. and But by talking to you, I'm, I'm sort of gently touching the past with my finger. I've created some sort of parallel lost universe. Be careful! Don't let the um, the the thingies cross. Don't let the streams cross. No, no, no. Um, I I have to suddenly agree with Eloise. Or I think she did. Uh, yeah. So you're, Deck, are you calling on a mobile phone? I see. But can I? Leave? Sorry. Are you are you putting his fader down, Ian? Yes, I am. Stop yes. it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, Deck. So moving on from that issue. Um, can I leave myself a message for the future? Oh, yes, of course, please. This is the thing we, we offer to any of the podcast people. If you want to call up one night when the show's on, even if you're not listening, and then leave a message yeah. for when you... When how, when do you think you'll be listening to tonight's show? Probably in probably about three or four days. Oh, OK, OK. Some people don't listen to it for weeks. They're weeks behind, but you have three really or four well. days. OK, so maybe, yeah. maybe at the weekend, early next week. What yeah. would you like to say to yourself, Deck? She's probably going to dump you. But it'll be all right. Good lad, good Aww. lad. Dex, thank you very much for that. Although, he's good. Does he know that she's going to dump her, him now? It sounds like it. Well, then that's not a message. That, that surely is a message to the past him. Well, oh. That would be a message to his past self. What he needs, he. Uh-huh. No. Oh. Time travel's so complicated. I can never. It write is a time complicated. Film. Hang on. If she was to dump him tomorrow. He's dumped, so that message is, vo- is void. Yeah, but if she is to dump him the day after he listens to the podcast, yeah. then that would be good advice. But he it sounds like he knows that she's already probably going to dump him anyway. 
So he should have given he should have given himself that message like two weeks ago. So what should he? How should he have phrased this? I don't know what he's trying to say. That he can move on. That he'll find someone else. That he will be happy again. It's hard to give yourself a message in the future, isn't it? You don't know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, it's really messing my head. A good idea would be like a future thing is if you see like that cat crossing the road. Yeah. Walk the other way. Something. But you could only do that. You could only send a me- that would is a message to your past self. No, it's not. Because you know in the future, oh. you know in the future <laughs> that if you that, if the, the cat crosses. So supposing tomorrow, right, a cat crosses in front of me. Supposing tomorrow, I get on the bus and that bus falls off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Okay. What I could do tomorrow after that happened, or what I could do in two days' time, is send a message back to me today saying, "Do not get on that bus." Oh, yeah. It's going to fall off the edge of a cliff. Oh yeah! But I couldn't send a message to myself in the future saying "Do not get in that bus" because that bus is going to happen tomorrow. Oh yeah! So what you could do then is, um, if you get offered yeah. a job that offers you a million pounds, take it. Would that work? What are we talking about now? Coffee tables. You do, you do that for two fifty. Let's go to Will. Five hundred. Hello. I've got three twenty-five. Will. Hello. Yes. But the best kisses. Oh, ah, yes, we're drawing up a, a slightly um, uh, uh, offensive and xenophobic chart of the world's best kisses. What yeah, nationalities? I have a list. Oh, oh, okay. Where have, where have you been? Well, let me just give you the list. First of all, the Danes. The Danes. The are good kisses. Yes, okay. Uh, Maltese are good kisses. Okay. Afghans. Wow. Germans, but only the ones that look after sheep. You are very, very exotic in your tongue travelling. So, in other words. Danes, Maltese, Afghans, and German Shepherds. Oh, you day sod! Go away, Will. We don't know. You filthy, filthy. That's not the game we kind of game we want to play here. No. Oh, double three oh one two three twelve fifteen is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call, it's getting quite hot in here, so I'm going to play a record in a few moments and turn the aircon um, down. Before that, though, let's speak to uh, Sam Chaplin. Yes, Sam. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Is that question still banned? Sorry. Well, it is still banned, although I think maybe yesterday I was perhaps a little bit harsh um, cutting people off. But, yes, the question is banned, Sam. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd rather we, we, we didn't so dwell. I am You're not. Me. You're not. I am a little bit. OK. Okie dokie. Um, well, um... Uh, um... Oh... I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, for God's sake, Sam Chaplin. If you weren't my only call, I wouldn't be bothered. But you are my only call, so I'm bothered. Come on, man, think! Well, I I, I had a, um... Would you like me to sing to you? Would that help? No. Uh, I I had a brainwave the other day. Well, um, today, actually. You You don't even know... I suspect suspect it was not a brainwave, Sam Chaplin, as you don't even know which day you had said brainwave. Okay, I'm sorry. I had a thought. Okay. Um, schizophrenia people, schizophrenic people. Okay, I'm probably but, not going to be able to let you go on with the rest of this thought, but go on. Yes. No, it um, isn't bad or anything. It probably is. Well, the okay. fact that you, the fact that you've called them schizophrenia people <laughs> implies that this is probably going to be offensive, and I will have to apologise afterwards. So just think really carefully about: Do you want to finish the sentence about schizophrenia people? Uh. Nah, I'll be right, thanks. I thought that was probably the best option. 
Um, all right, and I might as well just go then because I've forgotten what I was going to say. You're, I'm not letting you go anywhere. Oh, you're the only caller I've got. So really? you better come up with some damn good material right now. What's the next song? Two Door Cinema Club. What you know? Uh, not much about them, but I like music. No, that's the name of the song. What you know? Oh right, sorry, I thought. But, but that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to say, what's next? Two Door Cinema Club. What you know? What that is? That's not even a, a, a phrase. What you know? <laughs> sorry, but like. How old are you, Sam? Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Jeez, you're the you're the future of this country. Yeah. We are, we are screwed. You are. I'm not letting you go until you come up with something decent. Right. Um, I went to London today for, for, for a trip with Theatre Train, which is my like, drama group. Tell you what, um, stop talking like a, you're, you're chewing on a sausage and speak clearly. You went to London and... I went to London with my theatre group today. OK. Can I suggest that your, uh, your drama teacher um, has a, a, an intensive session with you on diction? OK. And enunciation? So you went to London with your theatre group, and what happened? We went to see Love Story. And was it any good? It was okay. Is it based on the film Love Story starring Ali McGraw? Um, it's the basic story that the lady has leukaemia in the end. It is, she has leukaemia in the end. It is based on the film starring Ali McGraw, who was Steve McQueen's wife. And she was very hot in Convoy, the film. I see. OK. And so you're, this was part of a school trip, was it? No, it was part of a um, theatre, like my um, drama group, which, which is um, out of school. Right. And, and that's the, the best they could take you to, was to see Love Story? No, we went to um, the Globe Theatre. Oh, OK. And we went to the, um, Lon- the um, London Transport Museum. And then you went to the Gap on Oxford Street and bought yourself some wicked cargo pants, yeah? No. Oh, that's a shame. You should have done. Went to Peter Express. <laughs> I like Peter. I've not been to Peter Express for years. Peter Express. Uh, no, I've been to. I've been to. I'm thinking of Pizza Hut. I've not been to Pizza Hut for years. Mm. It kind of gets. It kind of gets looked down because you've got your Arks Pizza and you've got your Pizza Express, which are kind of the the, the snobbier uh, pizza eateries, and they're all delicious. Yeah. But your Pizza Hut's kind of you know more for your wor- working person, mm. more down to earth, as much as you can eat buffet, which was when I was a student, that was a staple diet. Uh, and I, I feel it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's kind of d- 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 frowned upon. Mm. And it shouldn't be. They do, they do damn good pizza. Mm. Very nice pizza. OK, so what I'm trying to do, Sam, is I'm trying to engage you in uh. a conversation. We've got another call. I'm going to cut you off. Let's go to, thank God for that. Jason, where the hell have you been? I was really struggling with Sam Chaplin there. Yeah, I could tell, mate. Oh, I had to call back. Thank you so much. Blimey, that was hard work. Well, I know I know it was, but I guess my call is about well, Sam. Sam is definitely the exception, but yes. it, it relates to callers in general. Oh yeah, as well as your guest. Yeah. So my question this evening is: first of all, in you know, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling feeling fine, thank you very much. Okay, well that's good because, to be honest, my overall impression of uh, Roland's banter this yeah. evening yeah. was. Not really that much higher or above standard compared to most of the callers that phone in. Right. And yet, you treat most of the callers with disdain and yeah. and short shift. And you're you're yes. an idiot. You're an idiot. And yet, Roland was treated with 
complete and utter niceties. Because he's an intelligent man and you're an idiot. Shall I tell you why you're an idiot, Jason? Why is that? Because you've got the radio on, so you're confusing yourself with the seven-second delay. When you get the podcast tomorrow, which you will do, and listen to yourself, you'll realise you're leaving gaps where there don't need to be gaps because you're confused by the delay system we have in operation. Ipso facto, you is an idiot. Okay, well, I'm also doing something else, Ian, but yet again, you're kind of living up to my point of no, Jason, callers, Jason, callers with disdain. I'm treating you with disdain because you're an idiot. Turn, turn the okay. radio off and then we'll have a conversation, you muppet. Okay, well, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you now. No, you're turn not. The turn down. the radio off, not down. Off. There is a seven-second delay. You are not intelligent to have a conversation whilst also listening to a seven-second delay, as you have proven by there being huge lumbering gaps in your sentences. Well, there's no lumbering gap in my sentence now, Ian, is there? You're just somehow shouting a little bit and yet again living up to the reputation of treating callers with disdain as opposed to... Have you switched the radio off? Yes, as opposed now, to... Now we can have a conversation, Jason. So what's okay. your point? Well, my point is that Roland's quality of input to your yeah. show this evening was no. not that much better than the, most of the calls that phone in, and yet... Could you, you stop that beep- Could you stop that beeping in the background, please? I can. Thank you. OK. The and the radio's, still, the radio's still on. I can hear the radio. Uh, the beeping stopped. And the, and, uh, the radio, the radio's well, still the on. Well, the radio is off. The radio is off. OK, I could still hear it, but OK. I'll tell you why I treated Roland with re- respect, Jason, and why I treat uh, idiots like you with the contempt and the, the disgust that you, you well up in me. Roland Rivron has uh, been performing in comedy for about 35 years. Yeah. He has worked with Jonathan Ross, he's worked with Jules Holland, he's worked with French and Saunders, he's worked with Bad News, he's worked with The Young Ones. He has worked with some of the greatest people in British comedy. He has been responsible for some of the greatest British comedy. Uh, and that's why I treat him with respect, Jason, because he deserved it after 30-odd years making brilliant comedy. OK. I'm you, are just a, you are just a little oik that's phoned up, hasn't got the intelligence to switch the radio off, doesn't know what a seven-second delay is, has a beep on in the background, and is a bit of a dick. That's why I'm treating you like an idiot, Jason, because you are an idiot. You Ian, do something quality, decent. You do something decent for 35 years. I might give you a bit of respect. Ian, Ian you're talking about 30, year, 30 years of comedy input. I'm talking about his input to your show this evening and the sycophancy that was going on, as well, opposed to just abuse that you give to callers. It's, Jason, Jason, it's give me. It's astounding to me that you can be so yeah. hypocritical with uh, with the quality of input from a guest. Hypocritical is the wrong word, Jason. Well, uh, use the right treat, words so we can call, have a conversation. You treat callers with absolute disdain and disrespect. Hang on yet, one second. Hang on one second. Simon, yet, si- shut up. And yet, shut and up. Yet, no, uh, no, no, shut you're up. Telling I'm, me to shut up. So yet again, you're, you're treating me with disrespect, Jason, because you're a horrible, rude idiot. Simon, yeah, uh, hello. Now, Simon, you're an idiot. Have I ever treated oh, you with disrespect? No. There we no. go. You see, Jason. Simon's a, Simon's a regular idiot. I don't treat him with disrespect. If Listen, if people deserve the contempt, they get it. Jason, you deserve it. If you don't like the show, don't listen. Simple as. OK, I enjoy the show. I'm but making, how can I'm you enjoy it? I'm making a comment based on, based on uh, the fact that you, you have somehow decided to 
Yeah. Not um, not make any comments towards Roland's sort of lack of any real. I thought he was very funny this evening, very entertaining. Oh, really? I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, to, to mm-hmm. I found, that I found yeah. some of the callers equally as funny this evening, and no. yet you've treated no. most most of no. them badly. And Roland, uh, you sucked up to. Because I thought Roland was being funny. Roland has been doing some excellent stuff over the last thirty years. All of the callers. I'm talking about tonight. All of, I thought he was very funny tonight. You're talking about thirty years. I know, Jason. Comedy, I'm, I'm not talking about this evening. Jason, you're not listening to me. Jason, you're not listening to me because I thought he was very funny tonight. Jason, have you put the phone down? Is he, is he just put, well, let's call Jason back, shall we? We're not gonna... Jason's just put the phone down. <clears throat> I do like a good argument. Shame we're not getting a good argument, but I do like an argument on the radio. Let's, uh... Hello. Hello, Jason. It's Ian Lee. What happened there? Did you put the phone down? Yeah, I mean, it's pointless carrying on, really, isn't no, it? No, it's not. It's, the thing is, you're not listening to me. I am specifically saying that Roland was very entertaining this evening. OK, well, I tend to disagree. Well, and you're, you're wrong. Why, that's... Hence the reason why I was calling to begin with. That's uh, why you, you don't work not... in radio, and I do. Yeah, well, I understand that you work in radio. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a caller into your show, but you're treating me with the same disrespect as you, you treat most callers. Because so... you're, you're a very rude, idiotic caller. Absolutely not. I've absolutely been, are. I've been absolutely lucid with absolutely you and, and, and tried to express an opinion and you've yeah. chosen to ignore it. And let's, let's just agree you're to wrong. differ. No, let's not. Let's agreeing to that. differ. Agreeing to differ is a coward's way out of an argument, Jason, no, as you well know. Uh, I've made a valid point. It, you uh, haven't, though. Name, you, you've, name you have me, expressed an opinion. Me, you haven't some, expressed an opinion. Name me, name me some of the things that you found particularly fascinating and entertaining I enjoyed, that, Roland, that Roland delivered this evening. OK. I enjoyed his story uh, about Cliff Richard. I enjoyed hearing his uh, stories about working here when this was Virgin Radio, as that uh, relates to our heritage. Uh, I enjoyed... uh, I was surprised to find out that he did the drumming for Bad News. There's three things off the bat. Okay, well, having listened to all those, I found found the Cliff Richard thing a bit of a kind of ligger type effort. I didn't didn't find it particularly... Jason, I'm not... But the thing is, Jason, here's, here's the thing, okay? I am not interested... In your point of view. And also, this is the dullest call that we've had in weeks. In weeks. And if you think I'm rude to the callers... Why phone me back, then? If you th- well, why you, phone me back? Because you hung up like a coward. Why phone me back? I just uh, answered the question. the dullest call ever, uh, I mean... To be I honest, just answered the question. Ian, I phoned back in, having been phoned back I just answered the question. Uh, Jason, you asked me a question. you didn't have enough callers this evening. Jason. So I called in. So hey, you Jason. called back because of that, because you don't have enough people I've to got, speak I've to got you. four people called, queued up. Here's okay, the thing. Well, speak to them. Here's uh, a, let me go. No, here's, here's the thing, Jason. He's going to put the phone down again like a coward. No, He's... I'm not. I'm just waiting well, for then, you to hang up. Let me, answer, let me answer the question again, and you can respond to that. Yeah. Why did I call you back? Because you hung up like a coward. Have I got enough callers? Yes, I have. You know what, Jason? Sometimes when I say I haven't got enough callers, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing a little bit of an act, because this is a radio... What's the word? Show. It's a show, Jason. Now, if you don't like the way I treat the callers which is how I've always treated the callers here, how I treated the callers at LBC, how I treated the callers at XFM ten years ago. It's the act, and it's an act. If you don't like that, then go and listen to Clive Ball on LBC. Go and listen to Ian Collins on Talk Sport. OK, you've, ig- you've ignored my question. What was the question? Ask the question, because I answered a question that you gave me. Go on, what, Why what? has your treatment of your guests this evening been out of context with 
the show. I just answered that the question. Way you, and the way you treat callers. I just answered that question, Jason. If you can't no, listen no, to the no, answer... You what you've just done is reiterate the yeah. fact that you, you've pointed out the obvious to me, which is I understand yeah. the format and, and I don't the think way you do. the show works. I understand it perfectly. I don't think you do, but OK, let's, I'm, let's, I'm let's assume hold, you do, but you I'm don't. trying to hold you up as to why, yeah. why you've treated a guest so significantly I've answered the question. to the general spirit of the show. I would have thought that you would have conducted yourself in a similar way to the way you treat callers. Jason, I've answered the question. No, you haven't. OK, shall I answer it again? Give me the question in a succinct question. Okay. Just so we both know where we're coming from here. Okay. Why yeah. have you treated your guest this evening yeah. in such a significantly different way okay. to how you treat callers? Okay, that's, that's the question. Okay. Yeah. Because, and I have answered this before, I'll answer it again. Because uh, I like Roland Riveron. I know him a little bit to say hello to. He's a very nice gentleman. Because of his 30-odd years um, playing a significant part in British comedy... Um, and because I thought it was interesting and funny this evening. I have treated the callers the same way I've treated the callers for the last 10, 12 years that I've been doing radio. Okay. So that's answering your question for, I think, the third time. Okay. Well. If you don't like the way I treat the callers, which is how I've been treating the callers for 10, 12 years on on radio. If you don't like the way you treat the callers. You're missing the point, Ian. You're very much missing the point. Well, Jason, could you tell me the point? Because I'm I'm obviously being stupid. The show is an act. Yeah. And it is a show, as you. It is. It's a radio as, show. It's as, a show. As you, as you it's not a documentary. Great it's a show. Pains to patronise me on. Yeah, yeah. It's a show. Well, I have yeah. to. I have to patronise you. Well, you're an idiot, Jason. You're not uh, getting well, it. But well, it's a surely, show. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely. Yeah. Then your guests, when they come on, recognise that, and they right. recognise the type of show that you're on, even if you're best buddies and best mates with them. Right. Okay. And even if you've known them for thirty years in comedy. I don't. I haven't known him for thirty years well, in comedy. or even if you've respected you're not his work over thirty years. You're not in listening. Surely they understand that it is the nature of the show, that your general approach to both callers and both guests is typically one of... Stop trying to use long words. Satire. It's not satire. Sarcasm. There's no satire involved in the show at all. Or or sarcasm or general general abuse or or whatever. Okay, no, you've hit the nail on the head, Jason. You answered your own question because the format of the show is not that I'm rude to the callers, and I'm only rude to callers that are stupid and idiotic. Uh, the format of the show is not that I'm rude to callers and rude to the guests. The format of the show is I'm rude to callers that deserve to be rude to, have rudeness thrust upon them, and I'm polite to the guests. That's the format of the show. OK, well, maybe I've missed that. You have missed it, Jason. You have missed it. And I, can, I, can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Don't listen anymore. You're not clever enough for this show. And I mean that with my hand on my heart and wishing you the love and luck and success in everything you do. You've not got the show, Jason. I don't think you're going to get it. So I can suggest Clive Bull on LBC, uh, Ian Collins on TalkSport if you want a kind of phone-in format, or I'm sure Capital are doing something that might be more suited to your tastes. There's a load of other stations out there. Just between 11 and 1, Monday to Thursday, probably not for you. Do you know what, Ian? I'm... I'm going to say one thing which hopefully will change your opinion on that because ultimately the reason for my calling this evening was yep. to, to clarify a point, yep. and you've clarified it. Excellent. I enjoy the show. I enjoy the banter. I enjoy the call-ins, and I hope that the amount of airtime that we've had on this hasn't uh, been detrimental to, to your audience this evening. OK. I, I, it, you're making me very uncomfortable using words that you wouldn't normally use. Why can't we just have a conversation? So, 
no, all I'm sa- all I'm saying is oh, is so I'm, I'm disagreeing with your advice about not listening to the show. Well, then, 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 please, then, Jason, I, I do enjoy, and I, I you I've obviously don't, Jason. You don't, you don't, you don't enjoy the show. Can I suggest you don't call in again? That's fine. I'm happy. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Ian. You're welcome. Good evening. You're listening to Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Rock and roll football. Hi, this is Russ Williams. It's a relegation battle this Saturday. And because I'm so behind on the music, here's another hit. I haven't had a good argument for ages. That wasn't a particularly good argument, but oh, it's got me excited. Thank you for that, Jason. Uh, Simon, Granty, One Nut, Pez... Be with you after Neon Trees on Absolute Radio. I've had some very amusing t- uh, uh, texts. I don't know if... Can I, can I read any? Let me see if I can read any of these texts. Uh, you sound like a bellend, Ian. How do you not cringe when you listen back to yourself doing this crap? I don't really listen back to it very often. Occasionally I will, but... Uh, not really. The man's right. You are an ass-kissing... Twit, twat. You know you are. Um, the you W M- word. W word. The W word. Your desperation to try and get a job with the CBeebies guy yesterday was hilarious. That was a joke! De- no, it wasn't. Desperate, stupid C word, right? Now, they've called me a desperate, stupid C word. They've spelled stupid wrong. <laughs> there's, there's not two O's in stupid. There's no O's in stupid. And by that, you've turned into the stupid C word yourself. Uh, um, Ian, I'm going to talk sport... I've not enjoyed much of your work since the 11 o'clock show. That was 12 years ago. Kept trying to listen. Got the concept. Just can't take to the show. Steve McQueen in Grangemouth. Uh, well, if you fair, fair play, Steve. If you have been listening for the last 10 or so years to the various other things I've done and you've not got it and you don't like it, I will let, I will let you go happily because you have, <laughs> you have at least put the effort in. Yeah. You've at least had a go... And so, I don't know um, they tell us, though. Well, I, I, I don't mind. If, if, he's, if he's given ten years of his time trying to get the Ian Lee Act and just not been able to get it, then, then, then go run. Be free, my child. Be free. You've, you've put the work in. It didn't pay off. I appreciate you making the effort. Simon's in Swansea. Hello, Simon. Good evening. Good evening. It was, it was all started as a lovely show. I was full of enthusiasm. Yeah. And then it's all got a little bit <laughs> tense. No, it's quite funny, actually. It is quite funny. Um, I do like like an argument on the radio. I've not had one for ages and ages and ages. I like it when people are up to the argument, and that lad wasn't, unfortunately, but never mind. And he put the phone down. He put the phone down, and he said, oh, let's agree to disagree. Those are the two most cowardly ways out of a conversation. He put the phone down! Yeah, what a tit. Well, Um, I wouldn't wouldn't say that, but yes. hmm. Uh, (laughs) Hello. Well, he was, wasn't he? He, he was, yeah. We, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. it, but he, I would agree with you, yes. But as well, ten years yeah. trying to get the Ian Lee Act. Yeah. That is, uh, that's, that's... You should send him some sort of certificate. <laughs> or, uh, I might do. I might do. Medal. I'll send him some tapes of the show. That might... T- no, hang on, yeah. that would be in, uh, inappropriate, but... Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I um, yes. oh, very interesting... Oh, what? Go I, I've got, we've got two copies of Roland's book to give away. I've completely forgotten. Oh, do you want what one? Do we have to do to the next. Uh, yeah, you just got to say you just got to say yes, Ian. I want one. Yes, Ian, I want one. Well done, Simon. You've got it. We've got one more copy of the book oh. to give away. <laughs> okay, right. So, yeah, what do you want now? Um, well, uh, did you get my tweet last week about Phil Jupiter? Oh yes, uh, yes. You bumped into Phil Jupiter. Was he doing spam a lot? Was he? We went to see spam a lot, yeah. and uh, we. 
we walked around the back of the, the theatre and he popped out yeah. and I went over to ask him because you'd mentioned him a few times. Yeah. And he said, uh, yeah, whenever you want, just give him a ring and he'll phone me from wherever he is. OK, yeah, he did, because I bumped into him... Uh, so, listen how show busy. Uh, yeah, we are. I bumped into him uh, uh, this morning and uh, said, oh, you must come on the show. And he said, yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, so I will yeah. send him an email and I will get him on the show uh, maybe next week or the week after. Yeah, no, he did say. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is yeah. that I took my girlfriend out... Well, I took my girlfriend out this evening to a, uh, a Dino Martini show. Now, uh, What? That... Yeah, it's a, it's a Dean Martin tribute, but he does Paolo Nutini, Frank Sinatra. Hang on a second, I'm just going to take a call at random. Uh, line four, what do you want? Hello, you know, I'm a podcast person. Hey, it's a podcast person! Do you, you, you've just won yourself Roland Riveron's autobiography. Very nice. Fantastic! How cool is that? Lovely. Lovely, OK. <laughs> Simon, stop cackling like a witch. Sorry. You're welcome. Uh, Chris, so, can, I help, can I do anything for you, uh, podcast person, Chris? Hey, James, okay. Well, in that case, if you stay on the line, Chris, Eloise is going to take your details and she's going to send you the book. There we go. That's good, isn't it, Simon? It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Can I get to the point? You're getting on my nerves. Oh, right, OK. Uh, but uh, my girlfriend tonight yes. left yes. me because she told me I was boring. Oh. She's got a point. Why? Why? I don't see this. I've been no. told this a few times. Yes. Uh, Quite a dull man. No, I, I can do exciting. Uh, mm. um, say something and I'll say it in an excited way. Um, oh, look, I've, I've just um, uh, seen uh, Wendy James naked. Oh, look, I've just seen Wendy James naked. No, so you sound like a bus conductor from the 1970s. <laughs> Simon, I'm, I'm going to let you go because you're embarrassing yourself. There we go. Stay on the line. Eloise will take your details and send you the book. Simple as. The radio station you have on at the moment is called Absolute Radio. Dave Gorman is one of Absolute Radio's faces for radio. Listen to him every Sunday. That we all just need to calm down. Everyone just calm down. It's been an exciting show, isn't it? Yeah. Only 15 minutes left, and then it's Mark Crossley's show. It's gone really quickly. Do you know what's nice as well? The flip side, on the text, there's uh, two people that have texted in that are new to the show tonight and thought it's the best one that they've heard in a long time out of everyone's shows. It's it's not normally like this, though. I've got got, got pressure on now to recreate this every night. Maybe it'll kick off with me and Wendy James. Maybe we'll have an argument tomorrow. Maybe. Be exciting. On the Jeff show, she dropped the the F-bomb. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I don't want to... Oh, goodness. I don't want to kick her out of the studio. (laughs) Little minx. Uh, we don't. No one else needs calling. We've got Pez, we've got Grant here, we've got One Nut. That's probably enough. We may do some calls straight to air, but we, we probably haven't got time. And it's, uh... I haven't had an argument. We've not had an argument on the show for ages, have we, with one of the callers? Which is a shame. I used to like arguments. But um, no one really phones in anymore. I'm quite glad. I'm not a fan of them. Oh, I do like them. It's good sport. I know that you like them. It's like a sport. I used to, I used to go home really angry with the arguments and carry it, carry it home, but it's, I just enjoy it as a sport now. Yeah. She knows that. He's going to get surprised. You do it well. It wasn't my best one. <laughs> it wasn't my best one. Uh, the, the, the down points was I was talking over him a lot, which you shouldn't do. You should let them hang themselves uh, with their own rope. It was, just, it was just annoying me that he had the radio on and he couldn't work out yeah. that that was a stupid thing to do and he was kind of hesitating a bit. You think, come on. <laughs> then that beeping in the background. Yeah, because need, it needs to be punchy, doesn't it? Like, yeah. bam, bam, you. And him. what does annoy me as well is when you're having an argument with someone and they ask you a question and you answer it 
And they go, well, you haven't answered my question. Go, no, actually, I have answered it quite clearly. I, I answered that, that question three times. Mm. And uh, he's, listen he's, he's listening now, and he, he will continue listening, and he will call in again at some point. But I answered that question three times, and he couldn't get... He wasn't listening, basically, to, to what I was saying. But it was fun. Uh, if you've just tuned in and you wonder what we're talking about, there was a, a, a bit of a Barney going on earlier on. I suggest uh, you get the podcast tomorrow, either from iTunes uh, or from absoluteradio.co.uk uh, forward slash Ian Lee. Is that right? Yes, you see, mm -hmm. isn't it? Uh, and you can get the full podcast, you can get the best bit podcast, and there'll be all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, Shepherd's Pie. Shepherd's Pie. Oh, yes, Keith Lemon, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Granty! Hello. Hello, Granty. Hello, Ian. Hello. I am a loyal podcast listener. Podcast person. Are you listening live this evening, or are you, you, you just phoning in? Uh, I am listening live at the moment. Live. Oh. Because I've been on hold for quite some while. Sorry about that. I've w worked out when I will hear myself. OK, when are you going to be listening to this? Should be the 9th of April, Saturday. Wow, that's very precise. And that's quite some way in the, in the future as well. Yes, because today I'm on the uh, 20th of the 1st, 2011. Okay. Wow. And I would just like to leave myself a message for them. OK, so for the 9th of April, this is Granty speaking on the 24th of February. What's your message for yourself, Granty? If you haven't finished the game yet, get on with it. Thank See, you. now that that makes sense as a future message. Yeah. Get on, get on with it. I still can't grasp it. No, I'm struggling, but that's that that makes sense. Because if, if uh, let's say, uh, on Saturday, to make it a bit closer, so it's Wednesday, and if on Saturday he still hasn't finished the game, get on with it. But if he has finished the game, oh, so it's like it's a fine. memo to myself. Yeah. From the past. Maybe it should be future. that then. Huh? Memo to myself because it makes it sound more. F I don't, oh, no, it hurts my head. You're hurting your heads, Granty. But thank you for that. All right, thanks. Cheers, mate. There we go. Nice chap. Uh, listen, when people are nice and intelligent, I, I treat them. On the phone, is a bit psyche to me. It is a bit of an idiot. But <laughs> generally, I'm I, you know, and if people are idiots, then uh, I'm rude to them. Um, Pez. Hello. Hello, Pez. How are you? Oh, woo. Get out there, fella. Well done. Well done. I like that. You, you did well, yes. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I just want to say really quickly... And also, um, I, I, also, I did lie in that argument as well. You should never lie in an argument. Did you? What did you lie about? Well, um, he said uh, you, didn't have, you didn't have many calls, so I called back. And I said, no, we've got loads of calls. And we did have loads of calls at that, time, at that point. But previously. But previously, we didn't have any calls. Yeah. So you, once you lie in an argument, you kind of... You know, Elizabeth, we did have... But I, I knew we would get calls back. I'm never worried. We've never had a show where no-one's phoned in. I'm never worried about getting calls. So that's perhaps what I should have said. Um, I'm not a charity case. So I don't need to phone in. Anyway. Pez! Yes. Yes, Pez! <laughs> I'm angry oh, with I'm myself, just... not with him. Just for... um, yeah, I was listening. Well, uh, I'm losing the plot today. Anyway, yeah. what I was going to say is every phone call I've ever had with you was very pleasant. So I just wanted to say that that guy was uh, the yeah. P word for the male appendage. Can we say that? I don't think. Uh, to be honest, he said he's been listening. I don't think he's been listening. I don't think he's listened that much, really. No. I don't think. I think he had. Yeah. Yeah, because he was he was telling me that uh, he loves the show and stuff. But but people say that people phone up. Uh, people but phone up radio shows. Up, he knew who I was before I even said my name. Oh, though, which is yeah, fair play. He's, he's, he's listening now. He, he'll, he'll he'll call us again at some point, and um, we'll have another argument. Anyway, Pez, you need some medical advice, is this correct? Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Right, I've been given uh, some pills for anxiety. OK, can I just say that legally, any, no, medical, gonna, no. No, any medical advice I give out, um, it, I, I lost my medical licence several years ago. <laughs> 
So any Could medical advice I give, I'm not allowed to go into the reason. Let's just say um, she looked older than the short. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I, I cannot. I, I, inappropriate joke. I take that back. Uh, okay, go on. But yes, I can't. But go on. Right. In that sort of um, department of medicine. Yeah. How long do they usually take to start working? Jesus, he actually wants. He actually wants medical. <laughs> genuine, genuine medical advice. Does it not sound? Does it not sound the packet? Read the packet, or I don't know. Here's an idea. Ask your doctor, Pez. Oh, call it that nomad thing. What is it? Or NHS Direct? They'll phone up you. NHS Direct. There we go. That's good. Yes. Oh, I've got a quick one. Then really quickly. Okay. What's marzipan? Right. You got what? Marzipan. Marzipan. No one. <laughs> if your doctor's written you a prescription for marzipan, <laughs> let me tell you, it ain't going to do nothing except leave a nasty taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's disgusting. No, oh yeah. Oh, you, you say it posh. I say tamazipan. Tamazepam. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I need to sleep. Right. Now, if I take two of them now, yeah. will I wake up at half seven for work? Okay, listen. I, I, now you're talking like serious proper prescription drugs, which <laughs> I, I can't. I can't give you advice on. All I can tell you is my personal experience, okay? I okay. took Tamazepam years ago, um, and one of them would knock me out. Uh, one of them would knock me out in 15 minutes, and I would, I would sleep for eight hours straight. Now, Pez, when you said you wanted medical advice, I thought you meant you were going to ask about piles com- or something. Comedy medical advice. I can't, well, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Legally, and with, within the laws of the land and the rules of Ofcom and all that, I cannot, Pez, give you medical advice about proper hardcore drugs. The softer drugs, I can talk about them easily. But I can't, I can't give you medical advice about that. But but in, I can I can relate my personal experience. If to you. you wanted to talk about Vicks Vaporub, exactly, I can talk about that. Like, no, there's no tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put on a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I'm just getting dead. There we go. I, th- I think that's probably the, the the way to go. If you you know, listen, go and talk to your doctor. Of course, I can't give out medical advice. You could, I could lose my job. That's... Have <laughs> I done enough? That? Have I done enough to get out of any potential trouble? Yeah, there? definitely. Okay, listen, I'm, I was just relating a, a, a personal experience, and I've mentioned this before. And I, I took to Mazapan to go to sleep, um, and I would never ever give out medical advice on the radio with, with people listening. Uh, one note, we've got 30 seconds. Hello, Ian. I'm not going to ask you how you are because I don't care. Good. See, that's the premise of your show, isn't it? Well done, you see. Congratulations. See? Yes. Idiots like that. Yes, yes. He's never listened to your show before. Nah. It's just stupid. There we go, you see. And you're not stupid, are you? Well, mm. no. No. Now and then, you know, how it is. But Is that it? Yeah, brilliant. Good. There we go. Simple as that. Uh, a nice little show. Um, Roland at the start and uh, an idiot in the middle. And um, It's been, a, you know, a wave of emotion. It has been everything. Because, I, I, to be honest, I thought the last two shows have been a little bit flat. My fault. My fault entirely. Partly the listener's fault, but mainly uh, 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 my fault. And then I had a nice lunch with my friend James, who listens to this show uh, uh, and keeps texting me, saying, oh, this bit was good, this bit was good, you know. Uh, and he's inspired me to kind of... Stop being so lazy. I was off my face on painkillers yesterday, if I'm completely honest. You, you saw me slurring my words. Yeah. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I came in and she went, my God, Ian, you're slurring your words. I said, oh, no, don't tell anyone. <laughs> you really were like that <laughs> as well. It was, it was, I said, if I concentrate, I can speak properly, but I don't want to concentrate. <laughs> Mark Crosby Stills Nash is up next. Thank you, Eloise. Bye. Thank you to Roland. We're back tomorrow at 11 with Wendy James. <laughs> 